I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to this week's newest members. We have Luana Tupo, Fawa Lee, and Mike Nelson. So excited to welcome you all into the program and super pumped to celebrate all the wins that are sure to follow. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. So I'm really excited to bring a new series this month to you. In today's episode and the next that will follow, we have three or four more episodes to follow with these, I'm actually bringing on some members of the Market Authority Academy to kind of bring on and share their experience with you, not necessarily in working with me, but their experience in growing their business, right? Like I really am pumped to bring you a boots on the ground perspective of what some of the most top performing agents are doing across the country to generate success in their unique markets. And I am bringing to you agents of many different skill levels, um, of varied backgrounds, right? Who, who kind of have a lot of different perspectives to offer you. And today we're beginning with one of my favorite couples ever, the Gilligans. Kevin and Jennifer Gilligan are a married real estate team and are your modern Austin realtors fueled by cold brew and the office. You love them already, right? Their passion is serving their family, friends, and community by demystifying buying, leasing, and selling real estate while keeping the fun alive. They pride themselves in providing a concierge experience to every client and making lifelong friendships along the way. So Kevin and Jennifer reached out to me in the latter half of 2020 as they were beginning their brand new real estate business. They had just become full-time licensed agents. They're a husband and wife duo, and they just wanted to do it right. And so they came to me for help in, in getting their business up off the ground. And so at the time of this recording, they've been in it for about six months, and I'm really excited to see where they're at. 
and and kind of get stock of what they've learned in these last several months and where they are going to take that in the months and years to follow. And during this conversation, we covered a lot. We touched on the expectations versus reality of their first six months in the business, how they divvy up their roles as a husband and wife duo, ways they are generating more committed clients. I think they're working with like six or seven clients right now. Super awesome. And how they are overcoming objections as brand new agents with little experience in this industry. They also struggled with blazing their own way in the industry, right? And and many agents kind of feel this way. Um, a lot of agents and brokers in leadership in the real estate industry are... I mean, I hate to say it, but they're kind of stuck doing things one way with old marketing tactics that many newer modern agents just don't really relate to. And and that's something that the Gilligans had to navigate and pave their own path and learn to trust their instincts. So they really shared about how they've overcome that too. And I think that this is a conversation that's really helpful for all agents to listen in on. And I really do hope that you enjoyed it. I have a great time, or I had a great time speaking with Kevin and Jennifer, and and I know that you guys are going to just fall in love with them as well. So without further ado, here are the Gilligans. Hey guys, I am so excited to welcome you on the show. Kevin and Jennifer, how's it going? Going really well. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm super excited to chat. For those who might not already know you or who don't follow you, can you share just a little bit of your story? Like introduce yourselves, tell us, you know, where you're at today and and how you got there. Sure. Um, Well, uh, we are a married real estate team. We actually got married during the pandemic of 2020. Um, but yeah, we've, we are in Austin, Texas, and we've been in the business for six months mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what did you do before you got into real estate and why real estate? So we actually, we were both, uh, acting majors in college and we met in LA because that's what you do when you're an acting major, you move to LA. Um, I'm originally from the Midwest and Jennifer is originally from Texas. Um, We met as tour guides on a back lot Mm -hmm. there um, and we worked very well together and fell in love (laughs) from from that point on. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a uh, longer backstory here to get to, it's kind of a crazy story of how we got to where we are right now. So um, that's the the beginning of it. Of that's we met, we were falling in love. Um, but circa and this is in 2015, mm-hmm. and circumstances took it where Kevin needed to go back to Minnesota for family, and um, I stayed in LA, and um, we kind of. Did, disconnect like or mm-hmm. you know le- left our own lives there yeah. and we had a mutual friend who kept hey do you think of Kevin do you think of Jennifer so aside of this is that we were always kind of the one that got away for each other mm-hmm. um and so uh, in LA I continued um acting as well as um being a production coordinator and a producer in the film industry and Kevin yeah and then I was working in uh kind of healthcare for a while um and thought about real estate and ended up getting my real estate license for just several months in Minnesota when we reconnected and I just mm-hmm. kind of off the cuff said, uh, we should like be a married real estate team. And she's really good at hiding fear. So she sounded on board and then, um, <laughs> and yeah, and then, so 
the, the whole reconnecting thing that, um, is, you know, he called me in, in mm-hmm. um, 2019 as a just kind of checking in. Um, I thought it was a butt dial. And we um, I told him I was producing, but I'm moving back to Texas. I'm moving to Austin. And I had already made that decision. And he I was telling him that, you know, I love producing. I love, um, you know, the what I get to do in that industry and the, and the skills I, I've gained from that. And when I was explaining to him what I do on a day-to-day basis, um, he's like, actually, a, a lot of those skills would transfer over to real estate. And we knew that we would like love to work together. So anyway, that's how it kind of formed. Mm-hmm. And he said, Austin sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And so we moved, we moved LA, Minnesota, moved to Austin and, um, then the pandemic. The pandemic hit. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's been a complete whirlwind for you guys then. I, and I love that you're a husband and wife duo because I am too. And I think that that's one of the ways that like, I really felt connected. Um, anyone who's willing to take that plunge, I mean, being married is one thing, but being married and working together yeah. <laughs> in the same business is a whole other dynamic that those who really take it on seem to absolutely love it. Like I do. So have you guys like, how has it been going so far? We're six months in have you loved it? Have you like had any big aha moments? Give me a little bit of like a, a recap on how it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the the biggest thing is for me was moving to a, a city that I had been to once and launching a business, a people-based business, right? So um, coming, not knowing anybody and expecting to get involved in this activity and this activity and, and this, and not being able to do that was, um, for me, I think for both of us, oh, yeah. the biggest oh, kind yeah. of, wow, this is going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, because the, the expectations, you know, we, it, it wasn't that the pandemic happened and our, our minds were already like the pandemic, well, I'll still do real estate do real estate. We had, I mean, it was a year in the making of us, you know, me quitting my job and us finding our, 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 you know, way here in our home. So it was kind of like, you know, running into a wall of having all these expectations of all these campaigns, these, these, okay. Like, even though I lived in Texas, I, I was in LA for so much of my adult life. I didn't, the only people we knew, we, we, yeah, we knew here were, were my parents, which is great, but, um, yeah, there, it was knowing zero, zero people. So we had all these plans and this is how we're going to, you know, get in the community and network and all this stuff. And then, yeah, the pandemic hit and what do we do? It's just unprecedented. Right. And yeah, we don't know yeah. anyone. And so we were just kind of at a, at a, at a loss yeah. there of, now what do we do? Yeah. We put all our eggs in this one basket. Um, and I don't think we ever said, well, we're just not going to do it. It was just more of a, a more difficult um, rev up, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So more of a, okay, what now? Instead yeah. of a, like, this is, <laughs> it's so funny because like with so much stacked against you, I think it would be really easy to just kind of throw your hands in the air and say like, you know what, this isn't right. The life is telling us that this is the wrong path yeah. for us. Yeah. But I love that you guys, committed to the goal and you kept looking for solutions. So in those, in those first months, um, what did you do to really start getting ramped up? Like what was step one through three? Yeah. I mean, I think 
enter social media yeah. and well, enter <laughs> social media. Well, step one was market authority. Yeah. To be honest, yes. that was always the, um, that was always the plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were fangirling, fanboying over you and, and Rice. Um, since I, we were in LA or you moved back to LA, but when I was in LA still producing, right. he sent me a, this is before we made the decision and he sent me y'all's Instagram and it made it feel like, oh, this is, po- okay, this is possible. This is how, if, if we're going to do this, this is how I want us to do it. Right. And, and um, because, you know, there, there's just um, some kind of industry standards that I, you know, I don't gel with mm-hmm. and coming from that creative side, like I'm not a salesperson. And anyway, long story short, the plan was always, once we get our license, we are going to join Market Authority Academy. Then the pandemic happened and we said, how much do you, what, you know, what didn't matter how much it was like, because then it was like, this would be a good thing to do. And then it was like, we, ha- we yeah. have to do this now. So yeah, that was step one. It's market authority. Academy. <laughs> and I remember, I remember our, our, our conversation too, because we met just like this. So I love how this is like coming full circle, but we met just like this. And, and it's always a little bit of like, okay, how can I help? Like, what's the plan? What are we going to do? And I just felt like your guys's energy and your vision and you were so committed. So I was just super pumped to, to work with you guys and, and help you ramp up. So you guys found a, a, a awesome brokerage that you're, that you're with right now. Um, how has the last six months been? Where, where are we at today after really going through this ramp up period? So we've definitely, uh, we've built an amazing presence within our brokerage. Um, I think they see what specifically our social media uh, efforts are, and they're now asking us to do trainings for the brokerage, and um, they're doing case studies on us, which is really just so humbling. Um, And I, you know, numbers wise, uh, we currently are working with six buyers and we have a sell buy uh in a couple months that will be <laughs> that will be listing so and this is coming from knowing zero people yeah from zero people yeah. basically all social media mm-hmm. um which has been incredible just people who you know moving from out of state um seeing really getting a chance to know us before they work with us i think has really mm-hmm. put us at an advantage so that we've been told on multiple occasions when we have been, uh, you know, meeting with clients, they say, yeah, you just seemed really, I feel like I already know you. I feel like that's the whole thing, right? Like build a relationship. And then there's not, I mean, the whole thing of objection handling and all that, we haven't really found it. It's just being very transparent and, and just being humans, like not like, I don't know, like just having that psychology of, this is a relationship. I, I think it is, it is helpful us being a real uh, married team because it does show, you know, we are, you know, family or I think it, like it kind of puts people's walls down a little bit, which is very, really nice and, and humbling too. Yeah. But yeah, social media and, and showing, showing up in a way that is we're more than real estate agents or what you think yeah. a real estate agent is. We're here um, as, you know, helping with the Austin lifestyle and helping with, um, 
you know, we're, we're going to remember your kid's birthdays. We're going to know your dog's birthday because we're so into our dog. And, um, yeah. 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 I, I love that. And, and I think that that is the hard, the hardest thing to do because it's kind of like that old adage of, um, planting the tree whose shade you'll never be able to send under right like mm-hmm. because like it's gonna take a long time although you do kind of get to sit under the shade in this in this case yeah. but it takes a long time to ramp up that brand um it takes a little time just to to really get consistent because you don't really have a brand until people see the same message like over and over and over again but you guys are it takes one glance at your instagram and if you're listening in on this conversation and you don't follow jennifer and kevin definitely go follow it's gilligan group atx that's right Mm -hmm. Right. okay on instagram you take one look and you know what you guys are all about and and what's really it's it's just not easy to do and even a lot of the the agents that i work with um in in the academy like sometimes you can miss it a little bit because if you're not like intentionally looking at how do i want people to feel when they interact with me um and and what you had mentioned kind of as being a like a married couple and like you know, the, the, the family element to it, that is you demonstrating your values. And I think that that's what people really kind of gravitate to, because when people know their values intrinsically, whether they're out there stating it or not, they understand what's important to them. And I think that what you guys have done really well is identified those values and learned how to demonstrate that that's important to you in an authentic way. Um, and I think that some of the ways that you did this was you did an awesome branded shoot, right? So like your photos are super cute. How did that go? And then do, are you still doing branded shoots? Yeah. Yes. So we actually have our next one yeah, on two in two days. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that was super fun. So the, the first round um, was actually right at the beginning, mm-hmm. right before we launched. Um, so she came to our house and she was so fantastic. I sent her the Pinterest board and she, mm-hmm. she got it. She got the vision. Um, and we've been using, I mean, using those photos for the past six months. So mm-hmm. ideally moving forward, we will want to have more branding shoots, right. um, every quarter every quarter because you can only see me in that gray sweater for so long but it looks amazing thank you for saying that um so uh yeah so our next and that was in our home and you know we're snuggling up with our dog and all that good stuff um and also in those pictures i literally want to snuggle up with you guys i'm like where's my come on down this is (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so it's it was really yeah really fun and then absolutely like that evergreen mm-hmm. use because then just sprinkle those out and we get we get a lot of questions because it's amazing people don't realize that we are wearing like two things in all those photos um and people say so do you always have a professional photographer We're like, no that was like yeah. two hours and then everything else is just from the phone mm-hmm. you know? so off the cuff so off the cuff but and yeah. then in two days we're mm-hmm. gonna do on location so big thing with austin that austin lifestyle mm-hmm. and um we're going to go to downtown we're gonna go on uh you know congress which is mm-hmm. you know where you see the Capitol, all the murals um lady will be with us mm-hmm. um a little who's our, our dog our yes yeah. lady our dog who's we say is our hr department yes um and yeah, so we're we'll probably just be in one outfit with that because it yeah. is a lot of kind of on the on the go. But showing that um, we we understand like if when if you're moving to Austin or um, have lived in Austin for a while, we still want you to you know see us as 
we're going to provide value of the community too, of things to do. And um, yeah, so show us, show us out in the wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and I think that that's so important because you guys do really well the idea of of embodying that lifestyle, right? Like, and and I think that that's something that that we forget is we're really not selling homes. We're selling how someone's going to feel in a neighborhood. We're selling what they're going to do or where they're going to walk to coffee in the morning, right? And and it just goes so much further beyond just the house. And that's something that you guys really pull into as well. And and like you're almost never straight up only just posting about real estate stats or like tips about moving. Like you have such a multifaceted kind of approach to, to your content. And like, I a fangirl about Austin. Like I love the idea of living in Austin. I'm kind of super jealous that you guys are there, but that aside, I would still follow you. Even if I wasn't interested in the Austin lifestyle, because it's just so engaging and there's always something new. So how many topics do you get, would you say that you post about throughout the week? That's a good question. Um, it, there's not a a set number, but I feel like I, we both, um, rotate through at least like four. I would say it would be something about, um, the real estate market or, um, uh, how the just as houses in general, yeah, yeah. um, something about us as a couple and probably something to do with coffee. Cause that's a big thing for us. Something to do with lady and dogs and, um, what just, the Austin yeah. lifestyle, I think. Just, just local spots and stuff. We, again, like you said, we are very fortunate because there's always something that anybody would be jealous to go to, you know, in, in Austin, like, it's just an outdoor city. They have dog food trucks. Right. Yeah. Come so. on. That's a, yeah. yeah. So but. that's amazing. And so you've really incorporate, I want to talk about the, the um, pet, like the dog thing, because <laughs> there's a lot of agents out there that kind of like really identify that as something that's important to them. So how have you found um, that you've been able to, and, and it's probably just so natural because it's just who you are, but like, how have you found a way to weave that into um, your brand without it being like, I don't know, I don't even know what the word is, but like in, in, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I like it, so yeah. it just feels so right when I see like, yeah. you guys and you're talking about dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, naturally it's just a uh, lady is with us a lot. And <laughs> if we're, you know, if we're out, she finds herself in the photos or when we're thinking of what would be a cool thing to do on Saturday, it's always dog friendly. So mm-hmm. we're just kind of, yeah, like you say, like it really is, it's not a specific oh, we need, you know, we need to get Lady in two of the five pictures this week. It's like, we will be here and we will be there. And she will also be there because mm-hmm. she's on a leash. She, so she yeah. doesn't have any say. Yeah. But. And she, um, and also we should know because it is genuinely, I mean, she's, she is our baby, you know, and, you know, we want kids in the future. And without even saying that on Instagram, I think it's very clear that we want to be parents to humans. Yeah. Um, and we will be, but right yeah. now we're, um, lady is the only child and, um, a way because it has become so she is, people know her when they think of us. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I'm, I'm really proud of and like, it excites me is at open houses, uh, for instance, like, so my parents live, um, you know, seven minutes down the road. My mom is the 
the cute Southern Belle baker person. So we're very fortunate that she'll, you know, bake fresh cookies for our open houses and you know, individually wrap them and all that. But she also makes dog cookies. We have a dog recipe uh, food recipe cookbook. Um, and there are, you know, or organic, yeah. however you want to say, uh, the, uh, healthy dog cookies. So, and it's shaped in bones. So we always have a platter for human cookies and a platter that's clearly for dog cookies. Right. So if someone, you know, they come in the open house meet, you know, if they ask, Oh, are these dog cookies? We're immediately talking about lady, possibly showing them a picture right. and talking about their dog too. So yeah. that's an icebreaker. <laughs> and I, I think it, it goes off of what you said as well, Stephanie is whatever you whoever you genuinely are, there are other people out there who relate a hundred percent to that. So, you know, as it, when we have a little toddler, you know, we're not at that stage yet, but we were talking to an agent just yesterday who didn't know what to put. Should I do a business page? Should I do a just personal and, you know, just the one and just show everything on there because there are so many people who relate to growing a little human, you know, like grow, having a dog, being into sailing. Like there's one thing or multiple things <laughs> that like, if you relate to, there are so many other people that relate to it. And so might as well are, be genuine. Exactly. And yeah. are excited to work with you because of that. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's just relevance, right? Like that's just learning to find ways to, like you said, relate to people um, and, and stay top of mind beyond the immediate need of like needing a home. Because at the end of the day, not everybody, like a very small portion of your audience is going to be a right now buyer. And we talk about this in the Market Authority Academy all the time. Like we don't want to lose out on those opportunities just because we're looking for low hanging fruit. So how mm -hmm. can we still have a conversation with them and connect with them so that the next time they do think house that you guys are going to be top of mind because they have that emotional connection um, with you. And I I'm so jealous. Like that sounds like so much fun to have your mom come and bake those little treats. That's the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> Lady is so spoiled. It's not even, oh my gosh. She deserves um, to be. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. And something I was going to, wanted to touch on, something that stuck with us, um, I think this was even before Mar Market Authority, it, just something that you had touched on on your Instagram, um, mm -hmm. I believe is the 90-10 the rule or 80-20 yeah. rule. Is it 90-10? Okay. So that mm -hmm. sticks with us, whatever the number, the concept sticks with us of, um, you know, 90% what is under that umbrella. That's people who need education on the market or, or they're not ready yet. First time home buyers, that 10%, like you said, um, that low hanging fruit, that's, I mean, that, that visual there too, of just, you know, if you make a little graph there, it's, it really fueled us to be like, okay, yeah, this is, this makes sense. And this works for us too, of right. how we want to show up. For sure. And and now you're starting to see the results of it, which is incredible. So we have six buyers um, plus that that other two-sided opportunity in the works. Tell me a little bit about how, how that's looking. So when you get these inquiries and when they do come in on social media, how are we solidifying that relationship? Because we worked on this a little bit in the past. How is that going from get, getting them from lead to pipeline client? So we've been really fortunate with... Um, there hasn't, well, when they do reach out to us, it's, it's not that it's a guarantee by any means, but there's not much 
um, financing. It's more kind of where do I sign up? And from how they're talking. Yeah, yeah. I think it it goes down to the initial, um, you know, they reach out. They've been either following us for a while or they haven't been following us and they've been seeing our stuff Mm -hmm. and they search and they reach out and then, you know, immediately getting that dialogue Mm -hmm. going, um, really putting the ball in their court, not, I don't know how to say it, not saying like, well, you tell, you tell me when you want to meet, but just when would be a great time we're available at this point, at this point, we try to get, you know, we always send a, a guide on us. Mm-hmm. Our welcome guide. Our welcome that, guide. That Market Authority Academy helped significantly <laughs> with. Uh-huh. Yes. And we yes. also have it in PDF form. Right. So um, if they do, if they do message us through Instagram specific, well, I guess in Facebook too, mm-hmm. we, I, we, we try to get them over to a text or email, we kind of feel that out of what is their comfortability like. Usually if they're on Instagram, they're more of a texter um, that, we've, that we've found. And so we start texting. I send them a that PDF and um, initially, and then I say, we'll also send this in an uh, email form. Let's set up a, a Zoom call. Let's just chat. That's all we, let's, let's just, we just want to hear from you. And it's a no pressure kind of thing. And I think that kind of solidifies the relationship yeah. of, oh, what they're presenting on Instagram, um, you know, hopefully it does come off as this no pressure thing. But when they do reach out, it continues to be a no pressure thing. We yeah. are being, it's authentic. We promise. Right. <laughs> you know. Awesome. I, I love that too. And I was actually looking at your Instagram earlier. You have a really great following right now. You're over 1500 followers. Do you remember where you were when we started? You know, I'm sure I wrote that down at some point. It was not, oh, maybe a maybe a thousand, maybe a thousand. I think when we met, it was between like six and eight hundred. Was it really? Yeah, (laughs) you guys have. I believe it. I was just thinking, like, is that there's no way that we've gained that much? It's been (laughs) what the six months. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. But, but what that tells me is you guys are focusing on the right things because the followers don't matter, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, what matters is like the opportunities that we're creating because like as long as you're consistent and you're showing up and you're providing value, the results follow, which is incredible. So so we get them through a con. I just want to acknowledge you guys for that because you're just doing all the right things. I'm just so happy for you. Um, so so we we get them to that consultation. They feel good. Their suspicions are confirmed that you guys are total rock stars and they're committed. Um, then what is that process looking like for you guys at this point? Yeah, then uh, going from there. So the housing market, at least with the buyers, right? The housing market is so unprecedented right now and we are finding ourselves um trying to learn while doing but also comforted in that kind of our uh our initial instincts when we bring it to our brokerage to our management they're saying that's exactly right we have no idea it's unprecedented it's unprecedented they're like yeah. Yeah. So it kind of the challenges that you guys are facing is a challenge that everybody's facing. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're, we're coming away from our, you know, from our sales meetings, just kind of everybody's in this together sort of. And like, what did you do to get that to, because, you know, we, we went through our initial training and it was like, obviously how to have a normal transaction <laughs> when purchasing or selling a home. 
and kind of throw that out the window a little bit. Like, you know, the basics are still there, but we're, so we're, um, I feel like in a couple months, we'll have a better answer for you as far as like, you know, this is what we do. Then we do this. Jennifer does that part. I do this part. Cause right now it's just kind of, um, yeah, just figuring out Mm -hmm. these case by case. And also because, um, I think a part of it is, you know, the the pandemic us being, you know, still are beginning months, but also, um, which I believe you, you, um, and Bryce had the same thing of just in the beginning of the business in general, figuring out what our strengths are as a married couple in our business. So it's a little bit, it's, it's streamlined, but we know that it's going to, um, like delegation is going to shift and, and things like that. So a lot of everything that we're doing is pretty much, you know, side by side to make sure we're doing it the way, you know, setting the foundation. Right. Yeah. Which we understand is not be ever like forever. forever it will not right. be the way we do it. But. 100%. So you you both are doing the right thing in terms of understanding what requ- what's required in the process, right? You have to actually learn the skills um, for all of it, because like, this is kind of the beauty of delegations. Like, for example, when you do start your family, like Jennifer, like you, you might be busy with, with a baby sometimes, and Kevin's going to have to step in and take some of that off your task or, or as you guys start growing a team, or if you have support staff, come on, maybe you hire an assistant, like you're both going to have to have an understanding so that you can better delegate and train them. So I think that that, that your instinct is right on there where you both want to make sure that you have clarity on the tasks at hand. And then as you execute together, you'll learn what really interests you. And, and I don't think that Bryce and I really had a handle on that until after at least two years. Um, so, so we had to go through the, a couple of sales cycles before we really were able to sit down and say like, you know what? I loved this part of the transaction. I actually had a really good time doing this. Like for Bryce, that's showing homes. He loves showing homes. He loves going out and meeting with clients. He loves negotiating all of that stuff. And for me, like, I just want to tinker, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to like work on the back office stuff. I want to like create beautiful marketing. I want to do all these things. And, and as you learn that, then it becomes very natural to step up and embody that role. So you guys are, are your instincts are right on. And I think that as time goes on, you're going to feel really comfortable kind of settling into a more um, like divide and conquer kind of state, you know? We're looking for that's so nice to hear of like, okay, we're, it's, we're doing the right thing. And it it really is, you know, putting in that time and um, we see what the goal is in terms of that delegation, but we know that things might take a little bit longer on the back end for us uh, until then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, at this point, I kind of want to turn it over to you guys. So I want to hear um, what obstacles you might be struggling with and and ways that I can help. I want to see, see how we can, help you make sure that you're on the, the right track to close out the year really strong. Love it. Well, one thing um, that we, we wanted to mention is an original obstacle. It, it's, it, it's an ongoing one, but one that really was kind of paralyzing us in the beginning was um, just the, just the, how things work the kind of old school way of thinking in the real estate industry and in, in terms of, you know, um, I don't know, the, the salesmanship, I guess you could, you could say how you show up, I right. guess. Yeah. Um, and it, it took us a while to, um, you know, once we got with market authority Academy, um, kind of, we kind of found our, our, 
people in a way of, oh, this is how, how we're feeling or the hesitations that we feel like we are now more confident in how we are showing up being like, what's right, what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's such a nice feeling to, you know, hear from, you know, our hearing from our brokerage of, Mm -hmm. of they're loving how we're showing up and we feel like it's not necessarily the, the norm Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, and, but that comes from your teaching and and the psychology that goes behind that and us being our authentic selves. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. so that's, that was a big obstacle and Mm -hmm. now we're more confident in continuing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, say what's right now, things, things are bubbling. It's almost like, yeah. Okay. The, um, it's starting to get real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think just kind of time will, I'm, once we're, we have these transactions under our belt, um, there's definitely going to be, you know, mistakes that, <laughs> that we make and we want to, so let's never do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I think we're, yeah, we, we feel like we're in a good place. Well, the, well the one thing is, that I think comes with any um, agent who is who is still new and, and launching their business is having, you know, an objection of, well, how many, so how many houses have you sold? Mm. How many? Mm-hmm. And knowing that just because we have, you know, been in the business six months, our, our you know, our marketing, all these other things that are, you know, this, this new wave where I don't know, like just because we don't have tons to point at doesn't mean that we're not just, we well, don't know what we're doing. Like, it's not that we're, we're eager and we, we yeah. have, we've, you're we're trained in all of this. Right. So I think it's um, we haven't had that objection yet, but mm-hmm. I think in the back of my mind, I would love to be able to, you know, point to all these houses, all these transactions. Yeah. And it really is, um, you know, Time, I don't know, time, time yeah. will tell, I guess. Yeah, that that fear um, is actually something that a lot of real estate agents struggle with. And, and I hear that from agents who have been in the business for five years, who were just kind of part-time and were never serious about it and like never sold a house. But they tell everybody they've been an agent for five years, right? Right. So they're kind of like just cherry picking which metrics they want to boast. Yeah. And and what, what it really comes down to is you you have to, and, and you will get asked that. So that, that question will come up and it's a, it's a valid question and it's not something that we want to be defensive about. And it's not something that we want to discourage because we do want to make sure it should be in our interest to empower our clients to ask the right questions so that they can find the best service for themselves. And obviously we want to be that person. Um, but the more that we work with them and help them get the information that they need, the more they're going to trust us. So at the end of the day, what I always say is number one, you, you just really have to know your contracts, right? And so something that, that we kind of spoke about, I remember in, in one of our first calls was like, just make sure you're, you're reading your contract. Like you yeah. need to read your contract at least 50 times, like your purchase documents. Mm-hmm. You have to read those at least 50 times before you have enough context in, in what they mean. And so it's an exercise that you guys can actually do with yourself where you can like print out your contracts, set it in front of each other, set across the table and just point to a line or a section and say, tell me what this means. I love and that. you need 
Yeah. And you yeah. need to be able to it, it completely riff off. This is what this means. This is how this would impact the buyer. And this is how this would impact the seller. These are the possible loopholes and these are the possible risks. You have to be good at that. And, and then that's what you're not challenging the potential client with, but you can ask them to do that to you. You can say, you know what, truthfully, we're kind of new still. And while we're super trained and we are backed with, you know, 30 combined years of experience with our mentors and brokers and, and get that number. Okay. Yeah. Understand what your brokers, because that's the least that they can do is at least show that they have your, your back and make sure that you, you can lean on their experience. Um, that's your first thing is saying like, look, I'm backed with 30 years of experience through my broker there, you know, all this stuff, whatever. Um, but beyond that, I am highly trained. And, and what you really, I think, want to know, Mr. Seller, or Mr. Buyer, is how well am I prepared to protect you with this purchase? Am I right? And they might say, yeah, we just want it. It's a big investment or it's our, it's our biggest investment. We want to make sure it's protected. And you would say, yeah, totally. I, I think that's a completely valid point. And I'm super empathetic about that. I would feel the exact same way, honestly, if I was sitting across from a brand new agent. Um, and, and so what I've done to prepare myself to make sure that I am as well equipped as possible to protect your investments is I understand the contracts better than even more seasoned agents than me. And you can even test me right here. I can, here's a blank contract you can point to any section and I will tell you exactly what that means and how it impacts you because this is the document that's going to either protect you or harm you depending on how well I know it mm -hmm. and and you can role play that with each other a couple times and have that confidence um, and and the next thing you want to do is say um, you know they're going to say okay great that sounds awesome and if they have further questions you might just want to reassure them and say listen this is something we do full-time and we took a big risk going full-time into real estate, not because we were in it for the money, but because we understand that this is going to require a lot from us and it is going to require 100% dedication because this is such a big deal to you. And because this is a huge deal to you, it's a huge deal to us. And we want to make sure that we are going to do our absolute best to fulfill what we are offering for you. So that being said, beyond that experience, what is most important to you in a real estate agent? Yeah. And from there, the things are trustworthiness, communication, um, listening, no pressure, salesing, right? Like that kind of stuff and say, and ask them for their response and listen to what is so important to them. And, and then that's when you just want to reassure them and say, okay, I hear you that, that being a really great communicator is super important to you. I totally understand that. Here's what we do to make sure that we are offering is clear cut communication to you throughout the transaction so that you always have transparency and an understanding of what's happening. And then you need to be prepared to show them what systems you have in place to deliver that. I love that. Cause that, that gives, um, thank you. Sophie. That gives such a, a good wave of like, you know, the things that we are in control of, mm -hmm. we do feel confident in, we feel confident in our, in our spreadsheets and in our systems and all that. And what you just said, I mean, gives us definitely gives us that, that confidence of, well, let me show you what we are in control of. And this is what you, you know, this is what we hear your concern is, and we can show you with the things we do have prepared yeah. um, right then and there. So that, thank yeah, you. That's super helpful. Yeah. 
I love that. I'm glad that that's helpful. Um, you guys are definitely not alone with that, with that. So as you do that work, definitely make sure that you're role-playing and, and that you are building out those systems to facilitate what you think your ideal client might be important. And, and you're, you're going to have so much confidence. It'll take a couple of times, but you're going to just rock it once you, because you'll know that you have, that you are prepared. Right. Experience right. is just a byproduct. Right. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. What else you guys, is there anything else that I can help you with? Sorry, I, we could I think there. getting um, now that things are opening back up again, which is very exciting, you know, we're, we're now um, ready to go out and start some events, start some, um, I know at one point we were talking about getting possibly like a coffee truck outside in our, mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. And what are some things, like when thinking of a first event, right? Um, what ballpark would you just for some ideas of what thing, what that might look like, mm-hmm. what, how far in advance to start planning and what, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, this is my favorite stuff to talk about. <laughs> so many ideas. So there's a lot of things that you guys can do. And I think, so Bryce and I, um, in our business, we always did at least two events per year, um, where we just invited everybody. So literally anyone that we knew, especially in those early days, um, the first time we did it was when we were about six months in. So it's about your timing. Um, so we invited literally anybody we knew past coworkers, friends, family, um, anybody we met. And, and I think that there were about 50 people at this event and it was really, um, it wasn't necessarily a launch party. Um, but it, it was a client appreciation event and that's kind of what we called it. So I would come up with like some kind of buzzy theme. Mm -hmm. Um, and one way that we tie that we learned to tie this in was to always combine our fun events with an initiative. So for us, that looked like in the summer we did a, excuse me, we did a water drive benefiting, um, a charity that we're really passionate about here. Um, so water drive for the homeless, and then during the, the holiday season, we always have our big blowout ho- holiday party um, where we combine that with a toy drive for um, children who are battling cancer at Phoenix Children's Hospital here. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. That's something. wonderful. And so in alignment. Like yeah, that just, absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. I love the tying it. Too. Yeah. And so being able to tie it with that, that kind of helps give you a reason to reach out and it, and it gives people a compelling reason to show up too, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you never want it to be about you. You're never appreciating yourselves. You're never tooting your own horn. That's something that, and, and you're not going to get up and like share your stats or what you've accomplished. Like it's all about the, the community and your, and your clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just looking for ways to build that in. So if you're finding that a lot of the people that you're building great connections with are really invested into the, um, dog lifestyle, mm-hmm. like, like that might be an avenue to do. So choose an awesome, um, charity or something like that, that you guys can benefit, um, or, you know, kind of, kind of look along those lines. And then in, as far as timing, um, just as a general rule, you want to give people at least a month before mm-hmm. sending out invites. So I think you need a good six weeks, um, a good six to eight weeks for planning, sending out invites, coordinating vendors, getting all of that stuff done. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm asking myself um, is, okay, how much am I ready to spend? Cause that's going to be the next question. 
So with this, especially when it's a, um, when it's benefiting a charity, it kind of gives you a little bit of leverage to involve others who feel passionate about that as well. So for us, we would always be looking to our um, partners in the business. So um, inviting in our home inspectors, our title and lending partners, our home insurance reps, right? Like even, even down to trades um, Mm -hmm. who work with us as well. You can even bring in other people who do, um, who have awesome like dog related businesses. So bringing in like a dog washer or whatever, bring in these other people to help you sponsor and they might be able to donate something. Um, they might be able to donate like little gift bags or they, depending on who it is, they may be able to contribute funds to help you reserve your space and bring in food because what you don't want to do is stick yourself with the $3,000 bill for this blowout event, which is something that we've done a lot. And, and that's fine. You can do that. But there's no reason why you can't leverage in a way that brings opportunities to those who you partner with as well. So the first thing I'd be doing is making a list of potential people you could reach out to to involve and and seeing how they might like to participate so that you can have a greater reach and greater impact without that coming directly out of your pocket. You know, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's great. There's um, this place kind of a side note, there's a a place that we were thinking of, I think they only, they're limiting 10 people or 10 dogs, Mm. but there is a place that, um, in Austin that has a dog pool, like with a little fire hydrant, with a little waterfall and all that. Um, they have one for their, the dogs who are staying there for, you know, their vacation, but then you can also rent this other pool and bring other dogs and, and people. So we really want to do like some kind of yeah. like a, maybe a smaller thing. Cause you can only, I think have 10 yeah. people, but we thought of that as a fun, like start of summer. Cause a lot of our clients do have dogs. So like having that little and selfishly, I just, I just want to go there well, too yeah, and it. see lady. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So there's, depending on the, on the scale you want to do it, um, you could also do smaller quarterly events like that with groups of like 10 to 15 people. And, and the way that I would be doing that is inviting like five people who, you know, would do business with you and then asking them to bring one new person. Mm -hmm. So say, Hey, bring, bring a friend, bring someone new. I want to meet more people. And, and you can even joke about it. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to make more dog friends, um, just be serious about it. And they'll be like, okay, cool. Like whatever. I've, I've got Sally who has a golden retriever. We'll come, (laughs) you know, and that way, if you do that quarterly, you get huge numbers into your database. And if you, if you did that quarterly, I mean, that's like doubling, tripling your database contacts in one year, which is like, you can't beat that. Right. Yeah, that's, that's love it. Yeah, and it's also doable too. Right, you know? it's yeah. all like it anybody fun. can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would definitely make a plan to start doing that quarterly. Then that sounds like that would be a really good fit for you guys. Yeah, cool guys. Well, this was a lot of fun. What was, what was your biggest takeaway? Honestly, like hearing not that I'm, you know, we're looking for validation and, uh, or like, Oh, thank you. you know, but just hearing that, okay, we're, we're do we're in the right direction. Like, so hearing that. And also, I mean, honestly, right now, like talking about these events and how to scale it in a way that that would work for us in our, um, depending on how many times a year and where we are in our business and financially. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you, your words are gold. So a lot of things we got. I love out. It. Yeah. Excited stuff to come. Definitely. 
you guys got this. I I'm seeing a lot of really good things and, and I just want, want you to give yourself permissions to trust yourself because you are doing, you're doing this the right way, right? Like you're putting people first. You're not going after like the slimy salesy stuff, just trying to make a quick buck. And as long as you're doing that and, and you stick to that, you'll always win. The industry needs people like you guys. So you got this. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you, Stephanie. Whenever you want to come down to Austin, yeah, bring little gravy and fries and we'll all the spots. We'll go get some coffee, hang out at the dog pool. Yes. (laughs) Sounds like heaven. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you guys so much for being so generous with your time. I'm so grateful for you also being so vulnerable and sharing your story with um, with those who might be listening. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to follow up, um, soon and, and see how things are going. But for those who want to continue, like maybe following your journey, can you just, um, remind us where they can find you on Instagram? Sure. So on Instagram, we are Gilligan group ATX, and, uh, we're also on Facebook with Gilligan group real estate. Um, but yeah, yeah. we're, we'll talk to y'all on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Okay. We're rooting you guys on and, and thanks again, guys. I really enjoyed it. This was awesome. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thanks for tuning in a high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.